Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We are live, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wrap-up starring Kendrick. Why, hello! Thank so you for happy having you're here. Me. Yeah. I know. I'm happy to be here. End of the work week. It's always just a good time. And you're snowed snowed in or it's just snowing? So I've been snowed in all week. Today was uh like my cheat meal day. And so I was determined. I finally the sun shined enough to where the roads melted enough to where people were delivering food today. I got me a good chicken barbecue pizza and some wings and I, Ooh. I've just been showing my whole black ass today. It's been amazing. Amazing. If you, if you guys didn't know, Kendrick is on a health kick fitness mission and he's been so dedicated. He has I a do. whole meal plan that he sticks to. He goes mm -hmm. to the gym all the time. It's, mm -hmm. it's so impressive. Thank you. Try to get my life together. I'm trying to be Naked on a beach for my 35th birthday somewhere. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Let me say hi to some of the people in the chat. Um, hi, Bobby. Hi, Mark. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Essie. All right. Okay. I, I don't want to do hi, Irene. Get, oh, yeah. You can, you can go YouTube. to the live. Yes, over there. Yay. Nish, hi. Kylie, hi. Marion, hi. Stephanie, hi. Did I get everybody? If I missed you, I'm sorry. Susan, hi. Kelly, hi. They all said Kendrick looks great. Why, thank you. Thank mm. you, thank you. We'll take it. Mm. Guys, we have a lot to discuss today. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh -oh. First thing, breaking news. Oh, yeah, breaking just happened today. Alec Baldwin has been indicted on charges of involuntary manslaughter. Yes. Did, what yeah, happened? They, Did they get dropped at some point? Yep. They had to drop it due to whatever this the New York Times article I read went totally into detail on exactly why it got dropped. Mm. But there was a new prosecution team. And Carrie T. Morrissey and Jason J. Lewis, they said, we will present this to a grand jury. And that is what indicted Mr. Baldwin. Mm. So in New Mexico, an involuntary manslaughter conviction on a charge like the one Mr. Baldwin faces can carry up to 18 months in prison. And we'll see. That's Mr. it? The, I, right? <laughs> for involunt for, for I mean involuntarily unaliving someone? Yeah, I mean, great for him, but jeez. Yeah. Mm. Right? It's such okay. a weird punishment. Yeah. Right? So, okay, Mr. Baldwin, he both starred... Wait, before you continue, is the volume on on your phone right now? Are you on your phone? Uh-uh. Like looking at YouTube? Oh, okay. Oh, are you getting feedback? Like, it, but it's so low, but I can still hear it. I'm like, where's it coming from? You know what? That has happened. Let me see if I can fix the audio. Put echo cancellation on. Maybe that... Is that helping at all? Let me see. Let me see. 
Hello. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, thank God. Because that happened yeah. that happened with um, Donnie. It happened with Pia. We had to get off recording on StreamYard. So. Oh, okay. If it yep. keeps Perfect happening, now. you can maybe like exit and come back in. See if that Okay. Was but it. no, it's, it's great now. now sound, oh, my God. It sounds like we're in like a, a hollow chamber now. It's amazing. Ugh. Okay. No, babe, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Follow <laughs> <Swallow> chamber. <laughs> amazing. Um, okay, so Alec Baldwin was starring in and producing on Rust. Now, Rust had, had all kinds of issues with people complaining about conditions of everything, everything. Sure. So he has maintained that he's not responsible uh, of the death of Hela Hutchins, Helena Hutchins, excuse me, because he's saying that. Uh, and th I think a lot of the SAG after people have been defending him saying it's not the actor's responsibility to know if a prop weapon is safe or not because it's putting too much responsibility on the actor. Mm -hmm. But his big thing was that he maintained he didn't fire the gun. However, oh. a forensic report commissioned by the prosecution determined that he had to have pulled the trigger in order for it to go off. They found out that like you needed two pounds of pressure or something in order for yeah. it to go yeah, you, you don't play with Olivia Benson and uh, <laughs> Kutuola and all them girls. You don't play with them, okay? They know what they're talking about. You don't want to get the investigative unit involved. <laughs> now they got involved. Now you're looking like a fool. Now you got to serve the whole 18 months, okay? Yep. The grand jury of 12 people convened to hear the case. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. At least eight jurors had to agree that mm -hmm. there was probable cause to indict. The indictment charged Mr. Baldwin with two counts of involuntary manslaughter, but he can only be convicted of one. Whoa. Oh, happy okay, birthday balloon. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had those reactions go off in a minute. That threw me off. <laughs> The more serious one is a felony, and that accuses him of, quote, total disregard or indifference for the safety of others. Yikers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Several witnesses testified before the grand jury, and uh, Alexandria Hancock, a detective involved in the initial investigation, Ross Adiego and L Lane Looper, crew members on Rust. That's a big one. Oh yeah. What's funny is okay. So Marissa Popple, I guess is her name. She is a crime scene technician who worked on the case. Okay. I'm, I, for some dumb reason in my head, I was like, what would have happened if this was like a Mister, like a cop drama? And so there would have been, you know, like a crime scene set up, and then right, like, that would have been a first. Oh, this isn't that would. I'm not making no. Fun of it. That would have been way too close. I would have like freaked out on. Set. It would have been like, I'm so not, confusing. I'm not coming here anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm not coming here. I'm anymore. not. I'm not showing up to work anymore. Uh, That's so the other movie. people that were charged, uh, Hannah, the movie's armor, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, wh who was responsible for weapons and ammunition on the set, mm -hmm. also face faces involuntary manslaughter charge, but she she's pled not guilty and she's scheduled to stand trial in February. Dave Halls, the movie's first assistant director who was in charge of safety on set, he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor in the case and he avoided prison time. Oh. Yes. Okay. This, this is a lot. That's a I, lot. Well, I, I first of all, I genuinely forgot all about this story. I thought this was like it went away. He was like he escaped like this huge trial and like nobody like cared anymore for some reason because I haven't heard anything about this. I feel like this just came out like complete left field. Like, have you have you been keeping up with this? Like, have you heard anything? I kind of try to avoid any Alec Baldwin news just because he's kind of, he's just he's just annoying at this point. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, my 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 mom actually told me about it. I hadn't even seen it. My mom was the one who texted me and said, "Have you seen this?" Which bald? This has nothing to do with anything. But which Baldwin dated Phoebe on Friends? Do you remember that one? She was dating one of the Baldwins. I just remember which one on the was. show or yeah, on the show. Alec, not, not Alec Baldwin. It was uh, Alec. Okay. Uh huh. Oh. And he played the super positive guy that was really annoying. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was Alec Baldwin. That had nothing to do with it. I don't know why I asked that, but <laughs> I'm glad we covered know. that. <laughs> Thank you for for everyone wondering in the comments. There you go. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about the because the big thing they have to figure out was was there willful neglect for safety? That's what will get him in trouble mm. because there were so many issues. People had people enough. Like certain crew members came out. Yeah. I, when this thing first started, first happened, it was, I was inundated with it. And they were saying that they were concerned with safety on the set mm. as well. So I feel as if a, a conviction could happen. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I, and I'm not like trying to be like funny or anything, but like if someone gets shot at my job, I'm not coming back. Like, so I get it. Like, I wouldn't feel safe either. Like, I'm not, no, thank you. I'll, I'm I'm okay. I'll yeah, we're transfer. done. I have transferable skills. I'll I will go over there. <laughs> I have transferable <laughs> skills. That was Thank such you. a resume little quote right there. God, that took me back to writing a cover letter and a oh, resume. Listen, I can get you guys if y'all if anybody ever interviews, slide in my DMs. I can get you through an interview. Okay. Oh really? I, oh, I know the the things and the manager. You know, I'm a manager, so I interview. Because oh, like, you know, constantly the little stuff I hear, I, I can always tell somebody. You know. Somebody comes in, I'm like, oh girl, no, this ain't for you. This say, but then you know, everyone's every now and then someone that I'm not convinced on uh -huh. throws out a lot of good bullshit phrases, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, mm. maybe you can BS your way through this job. It's 98% BS anyway, so maybe right. maybe you can pass. Okay, right. a lot of a lot of jobs are just BS. Truly, at, yeah. after a certain point, like once I feel like, oh, this is so bad to say, like out loud, but I feel like once you get to a certain point, it's mostly just like making friends and then like your friends bring you over there and going up a level and then like you make friends somewhere else you go over there and go networking up exactly just go somewhere it's just like child let me let me come over here and help out for a little while till i get bored then i'm gonna go over there and you just you just got to get to that point child just just make it there that's all that matter because after a certain point you're like i don't want to clock in no damn more this is who who why am i doing this Mm -hmm. I hate this. I hated working. I hate eight o'clock. I hate the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Um, okay, let's go on to the next topic. Did you hear about Doja Cat's brother allegedly knocking her teeth out? I did. The only thing I saw about this story, because I, I saw it being posted everywhere. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to read about this. But then I saw like a clip of him, I guess, walking out of. I don't know where they caught him. I don't know if he had gotten arrested at some point. He was walking out of somewhere, and he's like, I haven't seen them in years. I don't know what they're talking about and this kind of stuff. So, Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. What? I think the, yeah, I think the Shade Room or the Neighborhood Talk, one of them posted like a clip of him saying, I don't know what these people are talking about. I haven't seen them in years and all this kind of stuff. So. Well, is it, wasn't she post, didn't she post with him kind of somewhat recently? Probably. Pro probably. Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah, because so Doja's mom was filing a, a restraining order and in her filing said, you also need to worry about my daughter 
because he is verbally abusive, physically abusive, kicked her teeth out. But they they said they were going, okay, that's great. She has to file it. We can't file oh. it on her behalf. And she's not going to be, you don't, you can't have like two people, I guess, on an order of protection. So what's one or the other? Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ew. So, but I'm very, I'm interested. I should have done a little more research to see if I could fact check that because I could have swore there was like an Instagram post or something with the two of them, but it I could mean, have been a flashback. It could have been a flashback photo, but oh. why would, why would the mother lie? Right. That's really, I don't know why. And I, I don't know. I was going to speculate, but I don't even know. I don't know why she would. I'm I'm inclined to. Sorry, I'm inclined to believe mommy. Right. I'm believing anybody. I'm not necessarily believing him saying I haven't seen yeah. him in years. Sorry, but if my sister was was pooping money every morning, she'd see me all the goddamn time. So I don't know if you are going to convince me that you haven't seen him in years. I don't know. And I feel like that's such. You probably. She couldn't get because she was granted a temporary order of protection, and then they have to have a trial to do the restraining order. Mm. And like, but she was granted it. I don't know if that really means anything, though. But they, I guess, the evidence in front of them, they thought that was enough. Because you usually something has to, like, facilitate them being able to say, "Okay, we'll give you this until we can get a trial." So it has to be like they have to be able to show at least something, like bare minimum, right? to get this. So. I think there's a story there more than not. I do too. Well Ooh. then, Doja Cat, we stand with you. I'm sad for you, bitch. I said what I said. Okay, I, know, I had that on. <laughs> I had that on repeat for a while. She's so good. I know <laughs> she's so good. Okay, this one's just shady. My friend Bobby, who's in the chat, sent this to me. So Sarah Ramirez, who plays Che Diaz, has said that they're they've not been asked back. But okay, this is just a small little bit of shade. They claim it's because of their pro-Palestinian beliefs that they've been outspoken about. Spoken about. Mm. However, Cynthia Nixon has also shown support for Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cracking up because they're going, it's because of my pro-Palestinian stance. And literally, there's a picture of Cynthia Nixon at a pro-Palestinian rally doing an interview talking about how I'm Jewish, my kids are Jewish, but we stand with that. So I think that they finally, they finally, the writers said, we, we, we have nothing to do anymore with this character. Everyone hates the character so much. Yeah. No one is sad. It's, it's a unanimous decision across the board that Che Diaz is one of the worst characters ever written. You know, I don't even, I don't watch the show, but the but fact that know. I know the character name and I know how much people hate the character says everything. So my immediate reaction was, boo, that's not why. That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's why. not why. No, no, <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Why. They wanted you gone because, I mean, I, I do feel bad because I don't know, I don't think Sarah Ramirez is necessarily a terrible actor or if it was just the writing. But regardless, I don't know how they're going to work again. <laughs> now they're so what, recognized as that character. What else would I know them from? Um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, uh, that dated Justin, not Justin. Now, Justin's you see, I don't, name, I don't right? know the other names. I don't know, but the, the he was he seemed like a little short guy. 
Yeah, he was like, I think I feel like his real name is Justin. I don't know if that's his show name or real name, but I can't, yes. I can't remember the character's name. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I remember yes. I remember her now. Oh, she was good on there. Okay. She was good on there. They, I have to correct the pronouns. Oh, sorry, she. They were good on there. Well, I will, on we will there. do our best to keep doing that right. But yes, yes. They, they, but no, I, so if, if, if you thought they were good, I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I still don't. I can't believe it's still on. That was back when I did. I watched like the first four. Or I five can't seasons. believe it's still on. And that's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Absolutely. Go Shonda, wild. I mean, I'm I'm pro Shonda anything. So always, I'll take it. Oh my God, this is such harsh lighting. <laughs> always. <laughs> Do you want to stop? <laughs> it looked good. It looked good when you did that face right there. <laughs> mm. Well, now I see you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. Who doesn't want to be that person that always smells good? I want that to be my reputation. Ugh, Emily, she always smells amazing. This is partly why I use Lumi. Lumi is a whole body deodorant. So down in a bikini area, sometimes it can smell not the way it should. It's not the vagina's fault, okay? It's actually just body odor. So I use Lumi in places that I can sometimes tend to have an odor. It is clinically proven to be effective for up to 72 hours. I do hope you shower in that time frame, though. But Lumi was created by an OBGYN because she gets so many women walking into her office saying something's wrong down there. And she's like, actually, it's literally just body odor. So she created this one of a kind pH optimized formula and a special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Use code she speaks at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. I also love their body wash. Nothing makes me feel odorless like the body wash. I like it in the Clean Tangerine and the Peony. Love. So good. Better than any body wash I've ever had. And then, of course, when I get out of the shower, I'm hitting it up with the whole body deodorant. It's baking soda-free. It's paraben-free. pH balance for safe use below the belt. And it is clinically proven to control odor better than just a shower alone with soap. But if you're using the Lumi body wash, you're really covered. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is a 0 out of 10. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes as well. And free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. Oh, Marosa, may I also say that I find you to be a sucking, guzzling Republican. I have very expensive taste. I have no business having expensive taste, but that's why I love Quince because Quince is luxury essentials at affordable prices. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, 14 karat gold jewelry, the best 
part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They do this by partnering directly with top factories. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love it. I purchased the best yoga pants I've ever had. No see-through when I bend over. Quality, they kind of hold me in a little bit. And my day robe. I freaking love my day robe so much. I wear it way too often, but it's just perfect for when I'm not fully ready to get dressed in actual clothes. And I feel like chic. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash she speaks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash she speaks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she speaks. And I sleep better at night knowing that you're not in the White House. So I don't know if Tanisha is going to join us or not, but Tanisha of the whole Reality Von Tees, Salt Lake City stuff, um, we have chatted a bit. Not to be confused with Tanisha Thomas, winner of House of Villains. Yes. No, not to be confused with that. Um, Tanisha, has at, we've actually been communicating a bit. Um, she, so I posted about the reality Von Tees of it all. Koa. Mm-hmm. Co- just to catch everyone up, Koa had come out with his receipts. I posted about those receipts. And my thing was, I'm just confused how Heather's not more mad at Monica because, or I mean, at, uh, Tanisha. Tanisha, because mm-hmm. I just thought it was equal. Um, and then Tanisha responded to my TikTok and had and had her own receipts. Mm-hmm. I still had questions. Yes. I still didn't fully get it. And I was still like, because I kind of just felt, as if maybe Heather had more of an involvement with like the Jen takedown or something. I don't know. I was speculating. I was speculating. Mm-hmm. Well, Tanisha went on all about the Real Housewives podcast. Yeah. And I got to say, props to those ladies for a great interview. They asked all the questions I would have wanted to have asked. And we got, and Tanisha did say, I, I messaged, I DM'd Tanisha Mm-hmm. to say, hey, I just listened to the All About the Real Housewives interview you did, and I thought it was great. It was awesome. And she was like, oh, okay. Because I said, I'm going to ta- I'm gonna talk about it on my live tomorrow, but I just wanted to let you know. And she goes, oh, maybe I'll join in the live. I was like, oh, you do not have to. So she may <laughs> pop in the chat, Ooh. but if not, you know, whatever. Hey, <laughs> So she explained, so my big, because th- my thing was like, you she was also lying to heather during her time as a hairstyle as the hairdresser not telling her about reality so what tanisha explained that i finally got was monica is the one that's presenting tanisha as a very active participant in the Mm. in the account Mm -hmm. but really tanisha and i did believe her like i got the sense that she was telling the truth Mm -hmm. she had a burner account. I guess Monica and Koa had started try already opened a burner account and tried to do a reality von tease over there, but it got shut down really quickly for some for oh. whatever reason. Yeah. So Tanisha had a burner account and she admits it that she would spy on her baby daddy with. <laughs> I know that's said, right. Yeah. And so she said, you guys can just use that. You mm. can just use that account. And she didn't 
really log in to use the account in the beginning. I guess she did. They had someone in the DMS that she was kind of fighting with back and forth in the beginning. But after that, she stopped logging in and she has proof that Monica at one point had to change the password and mm. she, and she didn't know the password after that. So she's like, and I, so I definitely didn't log in after that. Okay. So the timing of it is this Monica was using Jen to get on the show. Even okay. while running Rally Von Fees. Yeah. So um, when Monica said she didn't know Jen was on, remember when she said at the at the reunion that she didn't know Jen wasn't on the show? I think she was filming season one, but you know, that right. she knew and she'd actually tried to get on the show using Jen and had mm. set up a dinner to discuss filming together. And Jen just refused to film, didn't even really give her the time of day. And Jen doesn't strike me as the kind of person that's like, I want to help put the next Generous. person on. So yeah, so I that all rings very true to me. Mm -hmm. So so then okay, so she so Monica's working for Tanisha. I mean for Jen, and when Jen refuses to help her get on the show, I think mm -hmm. that's kind of when Monica was more vengeful against Jen. That would make sense to me timeline wise. Yeah, and and Tanisha said, I thought I, you know Monica was my friend. And I, you know, felt bad for her. Like, how could she not want you to be on the show or whatever? Just like you do with your friends. Mm -hmm. And Heather, where Heather comes in is Tanisha had done Heather's hair like one time, another time, another time, never frequently, not full time at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you've had, ever had someone do your hair for like a shoot or something, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not close with them. Right. They could be a, they're basically a stranger. So when she started working for Heather full-time was this past season that just filmed. So season four. Season four, okay. So she, even though I think Heather said she's been doing my hair for years, intermittently it was never full, full, full-time. Not her regular stylist, but she's, exactly. she's literally done it for years because she did it like December of this year, mm -hmm. June of another, okay. And this also explains why, because Monica came slid into my DMs to show me timestamp receipts to, to, to disprove what Tanisha had said. Mm. And it was to show that they posted in reality on Von Tees on this date and a month prior, Heather was doing her hair. Mm -hmm. But that explains Tanisha saying, well, no, I did her hair like one time and then I did it another time. So that to me, that tracks mm -hmm. like that's fair. She wouldn't be telling you all this information. Right. She doesn't go into full detail on how eventually she got to the point where she thought she should tell Heather. She just says in the interview, because she says, I don't want to go into detail. Mm -hmm. She says, I had a conversation with Heather, but it, that made me feel guilty like I should tell her about it. But then I didn't tell her right then. And then when she was in Bermuda and called me, I told her. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess when Heather went to get that gift card from Beauty Lab. Oh, she might have called Tanisha to say, this is weird. What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And that's when Tanisha was like, I think maybe I should tell her. Okay. You just answered my question. I was about to ask you, I've never understood what facilitated all of this. I think that, that we've all kind of been so wrapped up in the sheer amazingness of that finale that none of us have like questioned how the finale came about. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's one thing that's always kind of been a question in the back of my mind. How did all this come up? Because it's not just like, out of nowhere, you're like, I wonder if Monica's reality, like no, what makes you ask that question? So mm -hmm. that, that actually the gift card thing makes more sense to me, but also going back to Jen, <laughs> how hmm, dumb 
do you have to be to literally know that people know you're scamming millions of people like out of money and to not try to appease as many people around you as possible? Like if Monica wanted to, you might not want Monica on the show, but if I was Jen and if I was committing all these crimes, I would literally be like, okay, well, here, they said they talked to you, they meet you, here's her email address. You know, just tell her you know me, you're interested in being on the show. And then I just wouldn't do anything else. I might not want her on there, I'll just back away then. And then I'll secretly send my producer a text message, girl, don't let the girl on the show. Mm. I don't want that, I don't want, uh-uh, hell no. She broke as hell too. Hell, and so, you know, they can do all that. They can go about their business, but then I've helped. So then you can't say I didn't do nothing. And then your secret stays. <laughs> but y'all got to learn how to play the game. Like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, now because you, then Monica's jail. on a warpath. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then Monica sure. is on a warpath. And to be fair, Jen was pretty easy to expose because she was an asshole. Exactly. You know, exactly. screaming at Koa and being horrible to her staff and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like not not smart. Okay. So do we know? I know we Monica says that it's six people. Mm. The housewives are dead set on saying that it's just one person, Monica, mm-hmm. which now we know Cole was heavily involved. So we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think is involved? So like Koa said five and he five, listed okay. himself, Monica, Tanisha, two other people that mm-hmm. we've never met. Um, but, but Tanisha even has, Tanisha has, uh, a screenshot of a text message with one of those. I think Savannah, Savannah is one of their names. Mm-hmm. I think Savannah had text Monica or text Tanisha to say, Oh, like, I don't know, give her two cents on the whole situation. And Tanisha's like, I honestly have not even been involved with the account in a while. And Savannah also said, yeah, I backed away a long time ago too. Uh-huh. So I think that Koa and Monica were the main people who were running the page. I don't, she doesn't, Tanisha doesn't either. She doesn't have receipts for anything regarding the other women that was posted. Like they, cause the, okay. The, the hosts were like, is there any proof of a bunch of things they had said? She doesn't have any. Okay. Which is good to know. But yeah. I, I, I have heard that there was stuff in the DMS, which, okay. I think this is also what totally set off all the alarms for people not wanting to trust Monica is that the DMS about Angie K had also happened. Mm. And so they were like, oh, well, that seems to be a tactic you're willing to use and you're willing to use it on us. Mm. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. So I that I think. So Tanisha explains her involvement as she would be supportive of her friends and encourage them like you do with friends. But she, once she started doing Heather's hair, she just really didn't even get involved in it. But Monica's pitching it as if Tanisha was equally wrapped up in it. And okay. Tanisha, Tanisha's like, I've been an established hairstylist here in Utah for years. I've had, I've been working with celebrity clientele for a few, a few years. So I didn't need clout. I wasn't even, she's like, I've never tried to get on the show. I've been, she's like, I've been in or around filming since season one. And I have never, ever wanted to get on the show. Can I ask, and I swear to me, like Tanisha, if you're here, I don't mean to be a shady question at all. What's celebrity clientele in Salt Lake City? I think she did Carrie Washington's. I mean, they do, they oh. film they film a lot of stuff there. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. Okay, apparently. Okay, yeah. So she's she had a client base, so she wasn't too okay. concerned with being involved in 
Monica obviously had way more concern about this page because she was trying to actively take down Jen and mm-hmm. get, and get on the show. Do we? Do we think sorry? And, and Tanisha, I really mean that. Shay, I, I genuinely thought that Salt Lake City Housewives were the first thing that ever happened, and I didn't know. So teach me something. But um, do we think that maybe okay? Like, if I wanted to give Monica the benefit of the doubt, do we think that there's a scenario where Monica literally just wanted to take Jan down, and then someone else like Koa or the other ones were targeting the other housewives too? Or do you think that Monica was in on everything, ground floor? Oh, I'm gonna go with Monica was in on everything. Ooh. She seems pretty. She seems pretty prepared. Like, mm. as much as Meredith, I think has absolutely. Se- Although I'm ne- hold on. Ooh, 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 ooh. Remember last season how Meredith got in all that trouble for basically faking a DM about Lisa's business and whatever. <laughs> yes. What if that was one of what was that was like a reality von Tees thing? What if that was sent to Meredith? Not maybe reality monkeys, but like another burner account or something. I can believe it. I can believe it. I can believe it too. Mm. I can believe that very much too. So I regardless, Tanisha's big thing is, yes, I was involved, but I wasn't trying to get on a show where you're essentially supposed to be friends with these people. Yeah. And that it that is where it's crazy. It's like, why did you we like these shows because they're usually friends? And Salt Lake City, we make an exception because they are not friends. They are all you know, maybe Active enemies, yeah. Maybe like maybe like Lisa and Angie K are friends, but everyone else, it's just not really. So we, we bend the rules there, but like in in theory, we want them to be friends. And so mm-hmm. it's an interesting choice for Monica, who'd been doing all this to then come on the show. Um yeah. That is wild. And about Angie K, she said that she won't say the details, but she said something happened between Angie K and Monica before filming that she, Monica went into the season not liking Angie. So I'm not sure what oh. it was. She wouldn't say she wouldn't say what it was. I wonder why they still use like that as her intro scene then to like put her Lisa and Well, she had Angie to fake the table. it. Oh, she had to come in by somebody. So. Uh-huh, she had to fake it. Yeah, she mm. so Angie was unaware. That she didn't like her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tanisha didn't get into what it was though. So I can't, I can't say what it was, but. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that is, this has nothing to do with anything either, but that's a wild approach to, because in my mind, Angie K was not a full-time housewife this season initially, but I think that probably Palm Springs was like such an epic, like housewives trip across the board that they were like, okay you've proven yourself you're a housewife but it's kind of if a friend brought in somebody to be a full-time housewife that's kind of wild mm-hmm. and then at that point i guess you got to kind of make it like okay you all right you're you're there we'll we'll make you both there we go yeah peaches for everyone there you go <laughs> diamonds for everybody they they asked the like last question they asked was have you talked to monica since all this happened and she went to say no but then she goes well actually monica started showing up in her neighborhood after they had the yeah so she had to file a police she she filed a police report against her because she knows what she's capable of she said who chat monica these monica people, these people go keep you in court all tw- that might be yeah, a fact they court. Go you, clearly they go keep your ass there all 2024 and 25 sounds like <laughs> oh let me before we move on yeah I get your opinion about because we haven't really talked about salt lake city that much oh um do you think my my theory in my mind was that 
uh, that clip that they, that they played on the second part of the reunion, saying that she called Mary Cosby, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what she said, a dumb bitch or whatever. Mm -hmm. Did you believe that? Do you think that was actually about Mary, or do you think that Heather? My my theory was that because the way it, it read and sounded, it didn't sound like she was calling Mary one. It sounded like she said it about someone, and she was going to use Mary to like. I don't know, either do her dirty work or to put something out there or let her know that so Mary could use it. But it sounded, it felt to me like they wanted to turn Monica's one ally against her so that she had no chance of coming back next season. How did you feel about that moment? Do you think that that was actually her like talking bad about Mary? You know, I, I thought it was kind of a weak piece of evidence on their mm. behalf. I agreed with Monica. Like if you're going to, if there was a very clear second side of the conversation, just because I like things to be fair, I'd like to hear what that second side is. Mm. But I also know that Monica does lie a lot. And so I don't know if there really was because the way she, ha she said at first, she didn't call Mary a dumb bitch. It wasn't about Mary. She said, then she said, Jen called her a dumb bitch. So then it mm -hmm. technically was about Mary. Then she said, uh, haven't you called someone a dumb bitch? So <laughs> I don't. <laughs> she went from, I didn't say it to what's the to, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't said that? Right. So I don't, I, I I, if there was a second part of the conversation, I would like it. I kind of don't yeah. think it even, I think it's pretty clear that Monica is strategically aligning with Mary. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. I think it works for both of them. Cause I it think, works for both of them. Exactly. I don't know if Mary, that story came out today that Mary was the reason they came to Salt Lake City too. Did you see that? They what? what? Not Lisa, you know, Lisa Barlow said on one part of the reunion that she was uh -huh. the reason why they're the Salt Lake City Housewives. And apparently an NBC like executive said, no, Mary Cosby was the reason we came to Salt Lake City. Like it's all like they're putting putting it all over Instagram now. So go read that. That's a good one. I want to pose a question before we go like to the next topic. Um, who do y'all think would win in a lie off? I, everyone in the comment section. A lie off? off? A lie off. Who do you think would win in a lie off? Um, Monica. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Monica. Okay. Monica from Salt Lake City. Sheree from Atlanta. <laughs> Or Mia from Potomac. Which one of those three do you think would win in a lie-off? Ooh. Mia. I think so, too. I don't know why, but I said the same. I'm like, but so, something's like telling me Mia for some reason. Because yeah. Mia, Mia lies about Mia's random stuff. the answer already. Oh, yes, I got it. We have two Mias. We have Monica. And we have three Mias. A Monica now. A Monica's joined it. Mia. We got another mm -hmm. Mia. Definitely another Mia. Okay, so everyone agrees that it's Mia. Look at you. Sure. Okay, Sheree. Sheree, you might be doing some uh some changing of your image on the traders. People aren't saying you, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Sheree. Okay. <laughs> oh, somebody said throw Anne Marie in there. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yikers. That was fun. Every but I do like that everyone knows Mia just lies. Right. Mia just lies. It just no rolls off her tongue. It's almost unnecessary. No need. <laughs> Okay, next topic. So this actually isn't breaking for like this week by any means, okay. but the whole Diddy thing, how Diddy yeah. and all that stuff keeps coming out. Well, Will Smith has caught some strays. Now, don't get me wrong. Jaguar Wright has been talking about this for years, but yes. now that Diddy has a spotlight on him, Will mm -hmm. Smith is now part of the conversation because I did not realize this. I have, I've been living under a rock apparently. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, Quincy Jones groomed Will Smith into these gay parties that they basically like sacrifice young up and comings to 
executives of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, like allegedly, he's known as the gatekeeper, the gay gatekeeper in Hollywood. <laughs> Quincy Jones or Will Smith? Uh-huh, Quincy Jones. Oh. <laughs> but he's pa- but like he kind of passed the torch, I guess. Oh, okay. So yeah, so there's there's a ton of allegations against Quincy. If you just go on a, it, it will. So oh, many yeah. things come up. So many things come up. Oh yeah. But as Jaguar Wright's already said, both Will and Diddy would do the whole "we're mentoring you." And was really, yeah, so like Brashear Gray. And if you guys don't know who that is, he was one of the actors in Empire. And um, he disappeared. He disappeared from Hollywood. And he, he researched, I mean, it, uh, unfortunately, a whole series of awful things happened. Like he had some domestic violence issues. He had some oh, yeah. addiction issues. But the thing is, he had had relations with Will and Diddy. And he was trying to expose them, so they shut his ass down. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So the surviving Diddy documentary may be including Will Smith. Child. All right? Lifetime needs to get on it. Like, Her everybody. Up. But the Ooh, thing that's... is, that's what's so crazy about powerful men in Hollywood is they can shut these things down. But let's face it, Jada and Will have been a mess for a minute. So it's not going to, it's not that hard to go. Oh, okay. Cause none of us understood what was happening. And I know what's her name? Tasha. Is that her name? Tasha K who does all those very problematic interviews and like, Oh yeah. Tasha K. Yeah. 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 She interviewed Will Smith's former assistant who said he walked in on him having gay sex. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. So yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But allegedly, yeah. it's starting with Quincy. Allegedly, Quincy with Tupac, he had propositioned Tupac to, and then that's when Tupac distanced himself from Quincy. And and Tupac talked about it in an interview, but it was cut from the interview. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So they okay. shut this shit down. But this could be a huge movement. Now, I'm starting to remember Wendy Williams when she was on air. I remember, didn't Quincy drop a memoir, a memoir when he finally came out as bisexual? Oh, I didn't know that. It was in not recent, recent years, but it was yeah. sometime within the past like decade. He put out a memoir and Wendy Williams talked about it. And that was like the big headline that like all the blogs were running with that he was came out as bisexual. So, oh, that's okay, mm. Quincy. He kind of like soft launched it. Yeah. He's like bisexual. How does that work? Do you guys- Right. Is anything going to happen now? Ooh. Yeah, so it's real dark. It is real dark. Speaking of dark, I'm kind of like going dark right now for a little bit. This this isn't as dark. This isn't as dark as as that was. This is just messy. Did you see the Krishan Rock fight that ha- that broke out at the filming of the 20 versus one recently this is just recent so okay oh my god so do you not know okay i will walk us through it okay no i'm a zeus connoisseur so that's what i'm trying to think i'm like which croissant fight let me see tell me about it just happened like yesterday or the day before or something so croissant rock was filming you know those 20 versus one trends i hadn't know what they were either i think they started in the uk it's basically a, a speed dating show so 20 guys compete for one or 20 girls compete for one and Mm -hmm. so no love mar is a big content creator big youtuber 
And he kind of started the trend among mm-hmm. other black content creators because it really was mainly like a UK thing. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Krishan had a contract with No Love Mar to do a 20 versus one. Okay. Well, she was filming for uh, La Mike, L A H Mike is his name, a 20 versus one for, yeah. So on this Whoa. set, so on the set of, I'm going to, I'll play the video if I can figure out how to do it on this. Um, <laughs> On the set, they're filming for La Mike's there. He's booked. He's paid her $15,000. They filmed some stuff. No Love Mar and his crew walk into the set and try to steal the footage and the equipment. Yeah. This becomes a huge fight because obviously the creator and the, yeah, they start fighting. This guy, Sean, or what's his name? Sean something. He starts fighting with the guy. I'm talking like fight. I'll, I'll play what I can. Fighting, fighting, fighting. Yes. And Jeez. then when they're like not winning, one of the other guys, and it looks like it might be No Love Mar, but it could just be one of the other guys, pulls out two guns. Two guns and points them right at the guy, Sean, who was fighting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You hear Krishan yelling, "Don't, don't do it! Don't die! Like, don't like." Right. And uh, he gets up, and the guy that he was fighting pulls a pistol out and pistol whips him right in the face. Jesus. Then Krishan gets on live. Of course, of course, of course, gets on live. Her and her brother go to get in a car to get away. He's yelling at her, please get off alive, get off the live, get. And first she was like, I'm trying to document it for evidence. But then once they got in the car, you don't need to be on live anymore. You can get off. So he eventually he's screaming, like, get off. And she starts yelling at him. And she goes, get it, get another car, then get another car. Then he goes, get off the live. She gets out of the seemingly moving car. Oh, God. On live and stays on live the whole time. Where is Krishan Jr.? <laughs> like, where where is he during all of this? Isn't this Good crazy? Lo- so let me see if I can figure out. How I to wish play it. I could almost say that this is the craziest Krishan story that I've witnessed. But it's like, not, is it? Blueface is in jail now. He's in prison. Why aren't y'all going about your lives better now? That mm-hmm. was that was the only thing holding you back. This man has not been on the internet in weeks and it has been a glorious few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we still, like, tethered to Blueface? Like, stop it. Stop well, it. I don't think it's just Blueface. I think it's also Krishan. I think everywhere oh, she goes. problem, too, yes. Yeah, okay, let me see if I can figure out how to play this. Okay, if I lose you, Kendrick, I'll pull you back in. I don't really know okay. what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm guessing. Okay, this is the footage of the fight. Ooh, it's working. Okay, so that's No Love Mar coming in with this crew. And they've just, they've they've been filming for a minute on the set. So here's them filming. And here they, you're going to see them start, one of them is going to grab for it. And then the fight breaks out. And then this guy punches oh. him, and these two start going at it. Where's Krishan? She's some. She's being off to the side, and she's okay. like behind some partition, yelling, "Stop! Stop! 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 Stop!" So this is the guy that's in the blue and uh, the lighter pants. He's the guy whose equipment they just took. So he's oh. fighting for his equipment while the other people steal it. While Yeesh. the other people fucking steal it. Yeah, so he keeps fighting. He keeps fighting. At one point, this guy's shirt is going to come off because he's fighting him. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's a big boy, too. So he, like, here he comes. Shirt's off, shirt's off. Boom. I hope you say rented equipment. Fighting. Okay, yeah, so that's the end of that. A lot of the, um, a lot of the, 
uh, footage has been removed. Like at one point, I oh. at one point I was able to see the whole thing, but mm -hmm. I think YouTube like flagged it a bunch. So the only thing I was left because like when the guns come out, I think YouTube was like, get this off. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's not even on TikTok anymore. Like people have been, but there's, so here's the only thing I was able to get is the quick, it's a, it's the pistol whip and it's quick. Oh, okay. But it's. No, 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 right? Goodness. I, I will never understand how, like, Krishan and Jaden and Blue... I don't know how all of them just live in chaos. Chaos! From sunup to sundown. It could not be me. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Like... Sheesh. And she, but she just eats it up. Oh, this, this is her life. This is this her what life. She thrives the way in. she is on the way she's on the live, just like, oh my God, guys. Oh my God. That was crazy. It's just her yelling at her brother. Her brother's like, get off live. And she's like, shut the fuck up. All the time. <laughs> yelling and screaming at him. And she gets out of like a moving vehicle, basically. They weren't going fast, but Jeez. still. Baddies is honestly where she thrives. She needs to go back. To <laughs> <laughs> she needs to go back to Zeus and get that bad well she i guess she's not coming back next season her and the ceo are like in a big tough right now did you see nini's hosting her next reunion i did and i thought that is perfect that's crazy i love it though because you know that's the best of my worlds coming together i, was gonna but... say, I, I thought i, I, I could have swore i sent it to you and said are you in heaven i could have swore i did that but i must have forgotten i am absolutely like I'm, I'm already waiting for this reunion because it's been so much reported about it already but uh-huh I'm ready. Good You're gosh. so ready. The rumors, the nastiness about her. You know when you plan your week out and you go grocery shopping and you're shopping for a person who doesn't exist, a person who loves just eating proteins and veggies or is going to cook every single meal. That's not me. But this is why I like Hungry Root. Hungry Root is a meal delivery service, absolutely, but they have groceries and they have very customizable meals. Like, I don't like cooking. So I select to only look at meals that have like five minutes or less prep time. So when I get all my meals, they're meals I'm gonna make. They're healthy. I also can get groceries. I can get desserts, but they're all these healthy alternatives of food I would be eating normally, all right there, right there in the aisles on Hungry Root. You take a very fun short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, how you like to eat. They'll ask what flavors you like, what kitchen appliances you wanna use, all that stuff. And then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all your grocery needs for the week, but you can also customize your cart. And I kind of love doing that. You get a certain number of credits that you have to fill, and then you go through the aisles and select, okay, I have about 12 credits left. I can get two of these cute little dessert guys. I've been introduced to a bunch of brands I'd never heard of that I'm now obsessed with. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten about in the back of your fridge. The best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole 
trusted ingredients. Spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering She Speaks Bravo listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash SheSpeaks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash SheSpeaks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. What is this, honey? When I started podcasting, the last thing I thought I would be putting to use was the Shopify knowledge I gathered when I was trying to be a dropshipper. But Shopify is your no excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, and you can still show up exactly how you want to. You can customize your online store. There's all these flexible, gorgeous templates a lot of powerful tools all built in. This program actually whips up content for you, like blog posts, product descriptions, that's huge. You can generate instant, frequently asked question answers, pick the perfect email send time. Plus, it's free Shopify magic for every Shopify seller. It also makes marketing simple. Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create execute and analyze your online marketing campaigns. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. With our merch store for She Speaks Bravo, we were able to make it look exactly the way I wanted it to look. I didn't want it to look like your typical merch store. So we were able to customize the colors, play with the template. And Shopify kind of prompts you for all the things you didn't even think of. You know, you're like, oh yeah, discount code to sign up for emails, something like that. And Shopify has the best customer service. When I was trying to set up my online store a couple years ago, I asked them seemingly stupid questions. They were so nice. They were always very helpful. And that's vital when you're not, when you're overwhelmed, you know? And I don't know if you realize, but Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, millions of other entrepreneurs of every size from across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash she speaks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash she speaks now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her. Okay, let's let's get on to kind of a light, soft topic. Because that was a lot, right? Yes, always. So, so I know you don't watch Summer House or Winter House or any of the those shows. I like I watch via Instagram. I don't watch yes. on TV. Yeah, yes, which is fair. Mm. Sam, who was the newbie last year and won all of our hearts. Like I, I, tr- I really think Sam is a star. She's meant to be a star. She mm-hmm. went on Not Skinny, Not Fat, and finally broke her silence about her breakup with Corey. And Corey is the one that looks like Macklemore, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Every literally every time I see a picture of him, I'm like, "What is? Where is Macklemore? Why is Macklemore here?" That's so. That is so accurate. Every time. Um, So Sam, I gotta say, she really presented great on this interview. She Mm. she just gave her background, her story. This chick has been a hustler from a very young age, like. 
I think 17, 18, she started being an influencer and doing like before influencers were all over the place. Mm -hmm. She was doing all that and monetizing. And then she went to college and she supported herself through college. And then she, her dream was to get Cosmo, uh, an internship at Cosmo. Mm -hmm. But for, for some reason they, they didn't do internships with her school. So she just got a, a job at Cosmo fresh out of college. So she's, yeah, she's, she's awesome. And so we were all like, no, break up with Corey, please. Like, don't be with Corey. He sucks. Mm -hmm. So she talks about what, what happened and her aha moments. Now, granted Mm -hmm. there were aha moments ahead of it, but as she says it, I broke up with him, not because I didn't love him, but because he didn't love me. Oh yeah. So, and she realized, because I'm repeating the same dynamic I always repeat, which is taking care of the guy. Like they're always being taken care of. I I know she, she really brought it. Okay. She really brought it. So Corey was shocked when she broke up with him, but Corey didn't say, I love you back. She had said, I love you. And he, he never returned it. And they never, and he never said it the entire time. So he really was taking advantage of the fact that he could probably take advantage of her. Right. I'm assuming to, you know, sometimes when people like, because they, it was Winter House where they met, right? No, they met on Summer House. Met on Summer House. Okay. He was a Winter House, like, carryover. Okay. And then they met and she was, initially she wasn't invited to go to Summer, or to film Winter House. And she was kind of pissed about that. But then I think they realized, like, we need you here because you're basically the focal point of the storyline. Because Corey, Corey showed up. They were in a in a situationship going in. Uh, but they were a couple. Like, they were together. Yeah. And she said that it was when they were filming the reunion that she was like, okay, this, is, this isn't going well. At the reunion, Corey said something like, well, you know, we weren't official yet. And I was just going to push the boundary as much as I could. And she goes, you said that sitting next to me in front of all these people. She's like, I couldn't, I couldn't even really move in that whole, in that whole thing. He's such an asshole. So she broke up with him a couple weeks after they filmed the reunion. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Listen to this. Valentine's Day. He came to visit her. No card, no flowers. Watched her buy her own self a necklace. I know you lying. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What then at one point, <laughs> at one point he left her on red for 48 hours and she eventually sees him in a club posting on his Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And when she finally got a hold of him, he was just like, I don't think anything of it. Whatever. Yeah. No, we, yeah. Somebody, yeah. A, a dweeb that finally got two seasons worth of airtime on TV and now thinks that yeah. he's the next, uh, he, he thinks that he's more Carl than he is actually. <laughs> Like that random guy that was he needs the, to not and I think, dysfunction. Those two I think that's I, <laughs> I can never think of his name. But it was who? Oh, um, Jordan. Yes, Jordan. Jordan. He's so Jordan. Oh what my god, he's time. so he's so a Jordan. Mm. Yeah, but she's Sam is like, look, we're not enemies. I actually think we make a great team in terms of business. Like she had all these ideas for his gym and like he had something to contribute to her i know i could hear i could hear um what's her name what's the host's name amanda i could hear the host being like okay she was all gung-ho the whole time and then when she said that she was like "Mm, dial it back okay (laughs) no ma'am no ma'am first of all the man is is not no first of all that man is not going to enter into a contract with you he's going to convince you to give him all these ideas he's going to take them and then tell you that oh no this is my business you were just helping me out because you were a part of Uh a relationship like no 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 you got skills. 
you can't you clearly know how to be an influence you clearly know mm -hmm. how to get a great job you've gone to school and everything mm -hmm. don't waste your time with a loser like that go get you don't help him out he exactly. doesn't need your help exactly no we good over here boo boo bye bye yeah. okay finally the big one i was saving this one for last Rachel Goes Rogue, episode two. Okay. Look, it, listening to her is painful. It genuinely is. Like, I'm not just saying that because, you know, I don't like her. No, it is difficult. She has mm -hmm. a very specific way of talking. Her S's, her S's are, oh, so it's, it's, not, it's not easy to listen. So I don't recommend this podcast. People ask if I, would I recommend it? No. Uh, just look for recaps because it is, it is, it's not her medium. <laughs> I haven't been able to get through one, re like, you know, accounts will like post like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, she said this about mm -hmm. the dog or something like that. And then they'll post like a little clip. I literally can't get past the first part. I'm like, I, Ugh. the cadence and everything is just it's... like, I, no, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, there's something, I, I don't think she's totally fully okay. Yeah. Like there's, I just feel like she's. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning. I have kind okay. of a lot of notes on this. I'll try to run okay. through it fast. She, she, okay, she starts the episode, though, by saying she's she's seen the comments. She's aware that she does, like, a nervous laugh and giggle when mm. she talks about these things. And that was a lot of people were like, she's, you know, she's, I, to me, I could tell it was a nervous laugh. I could, yeah. because, she, because the more I listen to her, the more I'm like, you're not okay. Yeah. Something's like. Like she Mentally, can break into tears in any moment. I don't even know. If, no, no, I don't even know if it's that. It's like she's totally mm. disconnected from reality. Oh, yeah, it's that. That's she's not. that's not good. It's not great. Yeah. It's not good. It's not. It's not. Um, but she's. I, she promises to get better with the podcast and with everything, which I thought was. Mm -hmm. I know. I was kind of. I hope that. But she, but also, mm -hmm. why do a podcast? That's what I, I. You know that that's what bothers me most is that everybody thinks that they have the voice for, not not even like i'm not talking about like the tone of voice i mean like everyone thinks that they have like mm -hmm. the opinions mm -hmm. the ability to like capture an audience and keep an audience to start a podcast and really it's just like you were on a show at one time and i think that everyone just thinks that celebrity translates to everything else like you i'm sure there's like a ton of other things she would have been great at but I think she probably saw every other person on the show had a podcast. And so she's like, well, I'm going to make me one too. And because she talked to Bethany Frankel, who just wanted to be in someone's Capitalized. Pocket, exactly. That she was more than okay to jump on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. So the producer, they, they were talking at first about the VPR trailer that we saw for this season. Mm -hmm. And so produ the producer asks if Tom should start dating now that Ariana is, which is a dumb question because we know he is. Right. But she says, well, he didn't wait. She, when she told, when she told him that she had admitted him herself into the center, she said it was only like a, the next week that he was out with a different girl and she would find out about it. And while she was in there would ask him about it. So just imagine how not good that is for your recovery. When she, was this when she was writing letters to him all uh -huh. the time? And then so she tells the story about the letter coming to the house with the lightning bolt on it. She she had picked a stamp or something. She's like, that was a bad move on my part to pick that stamp with the lightning or whatever the fuck it was. Jesus. But 
Tom, she had believed Tom would intersect it because she had been sending them originally to Schwartz's, but Schwartz put a boundary and said, stop. And, or Tom was like, oh, Schwartz and I aren't doing too good right now. So just send it to my house. Yeah. And she was like, but I don't want Ariana to see it. Make sure he goes, oh no, she won't. I have an assistant that gets my mail. She won't see it. And, but then How about she, a PO box, but then she also, she goes, I kind of think he liked, he wanted her to see it, which he, that makes which is sick. Yeah. He's sick. Because she confirms stuff we've all been wondering, right? So yeah. produce, producer asks when Schwartz found out about her and Tom getting together, and did and did Sandoval tell you when he was going to tell Schwartz? And she goes, "When did he tell me? No, because he knew. Schwartz knew since the beginning. Believe that. Yep. <laughs> the, the day, the morning after they hooked up the first time, she got a call from Tom, and he was in Schwartz's apartment." Meaning he could hear everything. Right. So Schwartz, Schwartz knew before they, Tom and Rachel had even had a chance to figure out how they were, what the game plan was. Right. How they were going to handle things. Okay. Sure. So that fucking night, the night after they hooked up, she was going to film with Ariana and the girls. And Tom told her just to go along, like everything is normal. And she confirmed that she's like, okay, so we're not telling Ariana. And he's like, we're not. Yeah. When you yeah. say not telling, is she saying like not telling about this one instance or telling well, that, that time it was we just have a one. thing? Okay. At that time, this time was they... this was at the point right after they hooked up the first okay. time. Okay. So that's the next day. Mm -hmm. And then get this. She took an Uber with Ariana to where they were filming. I, she wouldn't say, she didn't say where it was. I listened back. She didn't say exactly where it was, mm -hmm. but Ariana said, as they were getting out of the car, ugh, I hate filming here because every time I do, someone tells me something horrible. Like I slept with your boyfriend. Whoops. She turned around and said, it was me. <laughs> but I also have follow-up questions. I'm like, how many times have people said you've there's, they've slept with your boyfriend? I would assume a thousand. I'm like, so how often has that happened? We've only seen it the one time with Miami girl. When, uh, right. when other times has that happened? She oh, might have just been. She might have just thrown that out there as like a like you know and and whatever. But yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I honestly with like that demographic of because like they're thirties and you know so I would believe that everyone watching is sliding in DMs with accusations. She probably hears it all the time. This is probably mm -hmm. the first time she's only had proof about mm -hmm. it. So. That's true. Yeah, I'm That's sure true. something's been dancing on the top of her shoulder right here for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Well, get this. Rachel, They inside, They she drank a lot that night, and Tom sent a bottle of champagne to the table. Rachel felt like it was a twisted way of celebrating and reassuring her that it would be okay. But she's like, but to Ariana, it's a gesture for her because that's her boyfriend. Exactly. Right? Okay. A lot comes out of this. So the producer asked if she hooked up with Schwartz as just a distraction from her and Sandoval. Mm -hmm. She said that she's like, well, there's a backstory to it. Okay. When she made this, like, okay, like, I'm sorry, I'm getting like mad again because when I was listening, I was like, <laughs> you fucking bitch. So when she made that first move at the concert, when she was like, you want to make out? Mm -hmm. She says it was, quote, part of our inside joke. Fans were convinced that they'd kissed at Coachella. And she goes, I had this little seed planted that that could be a fun storyline for season 10 because we were both single. 
Jeez. I'm like, bitch, what about Katie? You're right. But that she's <laughs> it's <laughs> proof <laughs> that she and I'm sure Sheena didn't didn't not put the kibosh on that. Sheena was like, totally, that'd be a great storyline. So right. So when he turned her down, she was like, okay, that's not gonna happen again. Fast forward to Katie inviting her to the Vegas trip and setting that boundary. Like, if you do this, I will be upset. Mm -hmm. Well, then she films a scene with Sheena to tell her what happened with Katie and how she, and then, and also to tell Sheena she's not invited on the girls' trip. She said uh, that she wasn't going to pursue anything with Schwartz anymore. She was, that was the scene that they were filming. Producers allegedly stepped in and said, whoa, 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 we're filming a reality TV show after all. Don't say no so quickly. Now, see, here's my problem, though. Hmm. Rachel doesn't process things accurately. Oh. Like her version of stuff is it's like, let's that's not what they really meant. Yeah. So I don't know if I can buy that they did that. However, there were, I, I think they were the, I think it was the wedding dress designer of Sheena's. I can't remember who exactly, but these two fun gays went on social media and said when they were in Mexico for the wedding, they witnessed production, like arranging all of this. They went and they also like, they were the ones that were sitting on this two top and producers asked them to get up so that they could have Schwartz and Rachel sit there together. And that's when the kiss happened there. That. So it was, yeah. So like fast. Okay. But so here's, this is, this is the part that really kills me though. This part makes me sick to my stomach. Okay. Fast forward to the Mexico trip. Schwartz knew that she hooked up with Sandoval. He knew that, mm -hmm. but she has a feeling that producers got in his ear to make out with her, to go ahead and just make out with her. And you know, Sandoval did too. You know, Sandoval was like, yeah, do it, do it. Sandoval is so sick. He's so creepy. And Schwartz is like his little, like, captive. Brainless henchman. Yes. That he was willing, like, Sandoval knows. Okay, let me let me tell the story because it's really gross. <laughs> so, they, Rachel does call it, like, stage. Like, there were lights set up on the two-top. It was mm -hmm. definitely staged and produced. Mm -hmm. And she, she, she assumed that Schwartz had the go-ahead from Sandoval. So, she goes into so much detail about what happened with the kiss, after the kiss, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of painful to listen to it. You know how they kiss the first time and then they go away and they sit separately to talk? Mm -hmm. after Okay. So she goes, we're talking away from everyone. And I was like, I kind of want to make out again. Like, you know, we're making this TV show. And so she's absolutely a Sheena protege, honestly. Right. <laughs> so as they're kissing again, she hears Sandoval. She hears something. And it's Sandoval army crawling over to them. And he cracks open two beers, hands it to them, and walks away. Is it so? It's like so fucking creepy. Yeah, he, they, they're all uh, they're like incestuous and weird and gross and I don't know. Like He's Sandoval little... sat back and was like, "Go do it, Schwartz." And Schwartz is like, "Oh, okay, I will." Yeah. Do you think he gets like? It's okay. Do you think this was an attempt to like? turn the pressure off of him if he needed to or do you think this oh, is we'll like get into it. him getting off on it <laughs> oh i think it's a little bit of both a little bit of both okay honestly yeah. he it feel he's very he's he always makes sexual like the more i've gone back and rewatched he always makes very sexual jokes always mm -hmm. and my friend went to the vanderpump rules party 
this recent one. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, she got talked into going to Schwartz and Sandy's. And she posted the Zen Blonde. If you go look at the post, it's the la I think it's the last slide. Tom Sandoval's behind the bar and he's shaking up the cocktail and he's making he's acting like he's jacking off with it and he's i mean he goes like really it, but he always did shit like that he always makes these really sexual jokes that are like i think he said one time about schwartz he's like oh you woke up with a condom in your ass i was like oh jesus christ oh. and schwartz didn't even know how, he was like oh, okay didn't see that coming at all <laughs> what the hell are you talking about so he's a deviant yeah okay so after the scene where the kid where she kisses schwartz mm -hmm. they, they're gonna go to party at this club on the on the property producers stopped her to tell her we think we should do glamping for your birthday and i think she had tried to, i think she had tried to pitch that to them mm -hmm. and they hadn't gotten back to her but when she she viewed this as a reward like oh i kissed schwartz so now i'm being rewarded I'm I, honestly, though, I'm concerned that she should have never done reality television. No, she doesn't like she'll say later that everyone's kind of acting and performing. And she truly doesn't understand reality. What's and acting was not. What, yeah. And and even this, like I, the way she the way she clocks it as a reward. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were doing. I don't know if it's just timing. I don't know. It's she's she is truly robotic. Like she was a producer plant. Basically, they said, go do this. And she did that. And you could have said, no, you could have right. said, I don't want to do it. Right. Like, they have autonomy like that. But she's so easily influenced. And and I'm. it's like something's not totally. And I'm assuming. It, she always came across as like she wanted to be there, fit in, be one of the regulars so badly that like she was willing to be like producer puppet in any situation they wanted. Mm -hmm. not, and they're not even just producer puppet, cast Sandoval, puppet, yeah. exactly. Like anybody, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's. Uh. So she described it. She goes, "It wasn't initially a cover up, but it turns into that when they kept the secret and still played into this flirty role." She did question whether or not Sandoval strategized the move so that it could be a cover up, and I think it was. I think he was like, "This is perfect. We already have this rumor going around that they kissed." Mm. Producer asks, "How could you be in love with Sandoval and still go kiss Schwartz?" She said, this is just so weird. She goes, I mean, I liked him as a friend, so it didn't feel like I was betraying anyone by kissing him. Well, Katie, I guess. Katie, I was. <laughs> but it just you felt think? like, she goes, it just felt like I was playing into this part. I wrote in my notes, okay, I'm scared of this woman. She should not have done this. She no. She should not. She also got confused about who these people were on the show, too. Like, she in her mind, I don't think she realizes that Katie and Lala are like that all the time. Like Lala's oh, like that, Katie's like that. I think she in her head, she's like, yeah, because I'm sure she's listening to Sandoval, who talks all sorts of shit about everybody. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Yeah, they're just acting. That's not how they really are. It's like, no, 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 no. That's that's like you're not making your own assessments of situations. Right. Oh. You know, yeah. Producer asked if Sandoval was upset that her and Schwartz became a storyline, or did he encourage it? Uh, the latter encouraged it. <laughs> One time the Toms were at Sir. We see this in the show. She she was serving tables. Remember mm -hmm. the scene where they're both, Tom, the Toms are there and they're like, sit with us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sits in the middle and she admits, she's like, I was so uncomfortable. But she goes, all three of us did get closer because Schwartz's apartment became a safe place for her and Sandoval to meet up. Schwartz has gotten off Schwartz. way too easy in all of this for me. Mm -hmm. But she says she doesn't want people to go after Schwartz because she says Sandoval put him in a bad position and he did try to set boundaries like no Rachel at my place or break up with Ariana. But Sandoval didn't respect his boundaries and kept having Rachel come, which is just disgusting. Like he's just such a disgusting piece of shit. And I don't believe that for a second because you're a grown man. If you tell someone not to be at your house, they can't right? be at your house while they're there. Like, right? what, I, no, like, I don't buy the little kitty boy shit. No, get out of here. Yeah. She goes, I realize that the reason it's a big deal. She goes, I, you know, I didn't see why it was such a big deal. Well, I guess I do because, and her version is because it's a big deal and they, that you break the fourth wall by doing this. I said, what? <laughs> That's not why it's a big deal. <laughs> you break the fourth wall all the time. Wow. What? Yeah. Sandoval wow. was, and then she, she confirmed, guys, she fucking confirms what we all thought, but it really freaked me out. She said that Sandoval was not happy with Schwartz when he said the thing at the reunion about how he found out in August, because the, oh. the plan was to say whenever he said January or something. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Remember when Sandoval was demanding that they have no cameras that he, that he talked to Rachel without any cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what we fucking thought. And it's exactly what Ariana accused him of and said, oh, you didn't train him enough. You didn't train her. He said he said it was not cool that Schwartz didn't stick to the date that I said. And she goes, I think it was like reinforcing that I wouldn't go rogue and expose it all. And she mm. said it was like a definite control tactic. And I said, that's exactly what we thought. We were like, he wants to go with her without cameras so that he can fucking get in her head. Right. And he remember when she got into the trailer, when he got into the trailer, she was like, hey, so you guys were talking about some stuff that is not matching what you told me. And he's like, okay, I really need no cameras here so I can really get her back in line. Shout out to, I think that's Patrick McDonald, the producer that was on scene there. He mm -hmm. did not go for that shit. Shout out mm -hmm. to Patrick. <laughs> mm -mm. Producer asks how, this this part was like, oh dear, you're, this is where she, I was like, you should not be on the show. <laughs> producer asks how fan comments influence them and how they film and what they film. And she mm -hmm. says that a lot of cast members will self-produce and figure out what storylines they want to be involved in. Now, mind you, she's been very close with Sheena this whole time. So my guess is Sheena is very much doing that. We know that already. Mm -hmm. So the comments she claims that fans put out there seem to influence like, oh, so-and-so should date so-and-so. It, it seems to come to fruition. And that's what happened with Peter. So um, listen to this. She was on a live, like doing some flower arrangement or whatever. And he commented, they're perfect. To which people then replied, oh my God, did you get her the flowers? And thought it was cute. So that's when Peter asked her out, which is ew, gross. Peter, gross. But there were no cameras at this one. This was a date off camera completely. Oh, oh, oh what just happened? Oh, where'd I go? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, my camera. <gasps> Okay, guys, we lost devices not connected. Oh, that was him. He'll come back. Don't worry, guys. He'll be back. Um, okay, so I'm going to go back to this. So no cameras are there. She had four lemon drop martinis, had not eaten, ends up crying to him about James. And Peter was just being like super supportive. And when they were driving back to Sheena's, she had, I mean, it was, she was so drunk that she had to pull over so she could puke. It was obviously bad. Well, the next week he texts her, 
wasn't that a great date? I'd love to go out again. She was like, that was a great date. Let me get Kendrick back in here. That was so weird. He's back. Hi. <laughs> He's back. Um, okay. So she went on a date with him off camera, gets wasted, uh, cries, throws up. It's a mess. But then Peter is like, we had a great time. I would love to do it again. And she's like, what? No. <laughs> well, so then they're about to start filming and production had seen all the Peter Rachel stuff. Mm -hmm. So they contact her and say, we want you and Peter to go on a date. And she's like, um, I already did that and it wasn't good. I'm not interested. And allegedly, allegedly, they said, well, people know already. So we kind of want to document it. You know, it's reality. Oh. I just, I don't know if I buy it. She's saying that production said that? They said, you have to do it. You need to film. And she, But here's the thing. She's kind of putting so much pressure on the producers as if, like, she couldn't have said no. Oh. Because, because that's not true. Because right. she... So she told them no, but she thought, I don't have a storyline and I'm single. So I guess this makes sense that I would go on dates. Girl. I don't believe, I just, I think that all they had to do was suggest it. And she was like, okay, maybe. She was there, right. So she demanded a daytime date, not a nighttime date. Then mm -hmm. again, we see her cry on the date, whatever. And Peter's there and she's just like following producer's direction. Producer asks if Peter knew that this was all her producer, the podcast producer asks mm -hmm. if Peter knew this was all for a storyline. And she goes, I don't totally know. You'd have to ask him. But and this was an interesting factoid about Peter. He's not a full time cast member, but he does get an episodic rate, which is high because he's been on from the beginning. Oh, go Peter. So <laughs> she wouldn't be surprised if he saw an opportunity to keep filming I mean, by doing alone. this. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Sheesh. She's like, I got to pay some bills. Yeah. It, but now she's like, it should have never crossed the ser manager server line. I'm like, you already did that. I don't know if I really buy you saying that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then they talk about Peter a little bit more. Hold on. Ra this is what it was. Rachel describes the whole thing as a weird reality to live in because things are so messed up. Yeah. I think that she just doesn't understand how to, how to put things where they belong. Yeah. Like she takes things as like direct orders almost. Uh, she, uh, I, I understand what you're saying about coming away from this, not knowing about how she processes things. Yeah. Cause this because is all like, a little remember, bit. Remember the finale episode where she is like confronting Ariana, asking Ariana if they really do have sex and whatever. And then yeah. she's like telling Katie, well, you need to be nice to Schwartz or whatever. It felt like all Sandoval had to do was say, look, like ask Ariana, talk to Katie and just kind of throw these things out there. And she becomes like a little soldier because she right. views it as like instructions that she has to follow. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. That she makes then me think says, she can join a cult one day. Well, I've said that from the beginning. <laughs> and, and Sandoval is like a cult leader in his tactics. So I'm telling you, it's the Jones. same dynamic. <laughs> yeah. So producer says, well, the group seems to have forgiven Sandoval, have they? And does she think that they, if she had gone back, they would have forgiven her? <laughs> she says she does not think so. This is where I was like, I don't think you understand reality. She's <laughs> like, I heard Katie and Lala say that I should come back. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Oh, it happened again, what Kendrick. What's happening? Just, just stay on. Don't, don't hang up. We'll okay. just talk. I, I can still hear you at least. Oh, never mind. Oh, he's got a bad cord. 
there's not even a lot left of this. Um, I just don't think her perception is accurate, you guys. I don't think that she perceives things correctly. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. The last thing she says is you can't be authentic and real if you can't break the fourth wall. I, I, get, I still don't think she gets it, you guys. I just don't think she understands at all. Okay, let me go. To, I haven't looked at the chat this whole time because I've been trying to stay focused because I had so much to cover and we're already over an hour. I love you guys being like, oh, no, Kendrick. Yay, Kendrick. He'll, he'll try to come back. Complete cornball. Some of these are so funny. It's always someone else's fault with Rachel. Yep, that's for damn sure. Hello, Denmark. Oh, they've gone to bed. I should go to bed now. Oh, here, Kendrick's back, guys. <laughs> Kendrick made it. What's going on? Um, nothing, you didn't. We were kind of at the end of it anyway. Okay. And the end of it anyway. We've all we're all under the impression, even from the even from the comments, everyone's under the impression that she's just so easily influenced yeah. and she doesn't understand much. So yeah, that's where we land. Is there. It's, what? Can I ask, is this her whole podcast, like talking about this scandal? So far. Oh. So far. She she claims that she's going to want to go into um, like other mental health topics and things. But the problem is it's I have such a hard time listening to it. Her voice is so challenging. Yeah. So if she's if it's not necessary, like if I'm not trying to get information, like I'm talking, I'm listening to this like it's it hurts. It's hard. So if it's not about something like related to anything that I'm watching, then I don't really need to hear from her. Exactly. I don't understand why that's a thing, but okay. <laughs> but I do, I do think it's, I, I appreciate that she's telling us stuff that we, we never got her side of everything. You know, yeah. heard Tom has a podcast and he talked about it. And everybody and deserves that. And everyone, everyone deserves, deserves yeah. it. And I do like that she's exposing Schwartz for the loser that he is. I'll always love that. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Becca goes, this is an emotional roller coaster with Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> right when he's I'm here. Sorry, I'll figure he it out. Away. But we're but we're wrapping it up anyway. I've already kept you there longer than I should. Okay. <laughs> but that was perfect. Okay, Kendrick, why don't you tell I always forget to do this with us now because we, we record so much. Tell the people where they can find you, follow you, and all that stuff. Of course, you can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, all of the places. I'm Reality and Comics too, but Rebrand is coming soon, okay? We're working on it some is. exciting things, getting some, you know, stuff together, and it's going to be amazing. So, y'all, I will let you all know where to find me there, too. It'll still, go subscribe now. It'll still pop up in your feed when it all changes, so it's all good. I dropped two amazing episodes this week. It's kind of a two-parter. The first episode talking about... um. What did I talk about? The traitors and oh, the uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Real Housewives of Potomac rumors about the production companies both getting the axe. So I talk about oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah, that and the first two episodes of the traitors. Mm -hmm. Then the second episode, I'm talking about the Salt Lake City reunions and Beverly Hills. So go check it out. Woo! Um, someone just said not. I'm not not going to talk about the two T's talking shit. I I talked about that um, already. <laughs> I made a post about it, and uh, you can go check check that out there. Also, by the way, I, the follow up to that, Pia was the one who said she would fight Teddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a couple people message me and they were like, Pia said that. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and Pia, I, when I told Pia, she goes, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I thought, I think I might have said that, but I didn't want to. <laughs> so, okay. That's anyway, funny. on that note, we're going to wrap it up. They should just invite you on so you can. Oh, no. Explain yourself. No, you should go on there. That's big, even bigger platform. Like, you already have a huge platform, but that'll, listen, you go on there, you tell them why you're amazing, and then you'll get Mm. all of those people that listen over there, too. I don't want to talk to Teddy. (laughs) Who does? Who does? (laughs) On that note, love you guys. Mean it. We will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.